welcome everyone to episode one of Game Night with Eric Kane and Howdy. Jason Rose. That's me. Eric, how the hell are you? Good. Yeah. We did an episode zero. So this we is did. episode one though. So we're, we're, we're moving up in the world and forward chronologically, which is always important. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't exactly, uh, fill you in on my choice for this, but I suffice to say, I don't think either of us were happy with the product of the first one. So I decided to go triple zero on that one. There you go. Uh, yeah. We will release it. We're going to get a, this and, and that one in the bag and release them together. But uh, hopefully you guys can see the difference. We were a bit, it probably wasn't the right time. We're, we're both a little bit older. That's why we call it game night. I <laughs> yeah. suppose, you know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, life is a busy thing. No one wants to hear about <clears throat> our busy lives because they have their own. But the truth is it catches up with you, man. And mm-hmm. it just was one That's of those days. Sure. Energy was low, but it's not low today. I'm ready to go. That's right. I had my nap today. Testosterone yep. shot in my, in my body. <laughs> Shazam! You are. I think the entire uh, male yeah. population at this point should should get on that stuff. It's and a like, significant chunk of the female population these days, actually. So oh, shit. We won't go into that. I'm no, sorry. no not in the there. first episode, Eric. <laughs> we can't do that. We've already <laughs> been canceled. God damn it. <laughs> So we have a couple segments that we're working on, and we'll get to those later. But I, I think I want to jump right into something that is, I mean, it's a topic that's cooling off. and But that's a couple game stuff, games media stuff, what have you. One being a website. The other one, I don't really know what the hell it was, but it was a reboot. And that's the closure of Fanbyte, the site, and the kaputs of the G4 reboot. Which was pretty quickly uh, rebooted and then kaputsed. Yeah, right? it, was. and it wasn't the, the rebooted G four. How long was that a, even a thing? Like I blink and you miss it, right? Like, like late last year. Yeah, like less than a let's do less than a year, maybe let's, a year. Let's do the fan bite thing first because okay. I think that'll be a quicker one, and then we can go on the G four. Like I don't fan bite was a site that I mean I think other. Games media blue check mark people filleted themselves about being awesome, but I don't know how many other people actually thought were awesome. I didn't read a lot. The few times I perused some of their stuff, it just really wasn't something for me. Uh, but I mean, there were some some good writers there, but uh, then they were bought by Tencent, was it not? I don't know. Yeah, it was. You're going to have to lead this Chinese one because. Companies. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. They were by by one of the Chinese companies, and okay. subsequently entirely laid off the entire workforce. So that's a great way. And what, why? Exactly, the reason I really wanted to to talk about it is, I mean, it, it kind of painted. Uh, we we spoke. Eric and I had a a podcast uh, that I have. I have this Rose Experience podcast where I interview people on it, and we talked about a, uh, double standards in games media and. This one was a glaring one because I found in the exit, because after they were purchased and subsequently all laid off almost immediately, I didn't see one ill word about, you know, China. 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 All laid off because of that. Yeah. Yet, Fanbyte was one of the most vocal people in terms of the the Israel-Palestine conflict, any other social justice issue you wanted to take on. And I just found that to be really a glaring double standard. Um, yeah. 
because they were a, a few of the guys do other podcasts which I don't really listen to a lot, but you seem to get bits and pieces of it. And I kept waiting, waiting for one in particular was, I, I like MinMax. Um, ben Hansen was one of the guys from Game Informer who went off and started his own thing. And they had Imran Khan on there. And he used to be with, with uh, Fanbyte. And I kept waiting for the punchline for, you know, China took us over and, you know, but it's kind of a double standard, blah, blah, blah. Nothing to be found Ooh. there. And I just, I just found it ironic. And honestly, I kind of half expected it. Just the, the self-censorship around all things yes. China. Yeah. 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 It's a weird thing. I, you know, it, it certainly is like under the surface of so many people's decision-making about what they say or what you're, you know, I, it's not, you know, I don't, I don't really touch on the chi on China all that often, but you know, it's definitely like, there, you know, there's Forbes is owned by a Hong Kong company now. <clears throat> um, they, the China just does own so much of everything, and it makes people afraid to speak out, and it, it is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I don't. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. Oh, I talk about it. I don't care. No, not you personally. I just <laughs> oh, people yeah. in general. But I just find that site in particular. Yeah. Who always was crusading for whatever mm -hmm. issue and making it a big thing, whether I don't right. know if you're if vocally active in like activism stuff, but then just don't talk about one specific issue. It is a little. Yeah. Uh, Especially yeah. when that company is responsible for you being unemployed. Like I, right. I figured, you know, you might cause. Uh, I figured yeah. a few people might have been a little raw about that, but there was just nothing. Like you don't hear anything about Saudi Arabia money. You don't hear about Chinese money in the game thing, which is just going more and more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And for a site like that to be taken out and not say a word, I found it frankly cowardly. Uh, yeah. To one, but yeah, it's odd. To me, I mean, fanbite won't be missed whatsoever, and I don't think very many other people will be missing it either. What's the status of it now? I mean, they, they laid everybody off. Are they just having uh, like robots? I right? didn't look into too much. I don't know if they plan to revamp it or just keep it. You know, only run it for certain things like guides. Listen, I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but sometimes they buy these these websites and only use a specific part of it for you know seo scrapes and stuff like that so who hmm. knows what they're going to do but i don't think they're employing writers for original content i see um an article about overwatch 2 from the okay so maybe yesterday. they just trimmed their colin mcgregor colin mcgregor uh, he's he quit mma or, or lost a few in the mma and now he's writing for fanbite Look, with all due respect to everyone, fuck everyone. Well, sorry, his name Connor. is so f Connor oh, no, McGregor. Is Colin McGregor. That's yeah. very. That's way too similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It looks like that. Yeah, there's a bunch of Overwatch. He writes about Overwatch stuff there. I don't know. Huh? Interesting. I'll 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 have to look into it more. I heard. I definitely heard more about G4. You know what? I think I'm. I think I have this aversion to like paying attention to games journalism. And all things games journalism, it just too, hasn't Eric. been. I it just, hasn't been the most welcoming a community for me. And I, I do, I, do I, like I, I don't, I don't pay attention to it much. It's just sort of went. It was like one after the other. And yeah, that yeah, was that's a lot. 
Yeah. That was Tencent, though, by the way. Yeah, Tencent. Yeah, Tencent did buy them. Yeah. So we and rolled a, right into the G4 closure. Like, yeah. Now that Yeah. The, okay, so G4 was rebooted by... What was the company that rebooted G4? I'm glad you're doing the due diligence here. I'm going to look up stuff just because... Um, yeah, a year after... So this year, parents expected. Okay, so Comcast. Yeah, yeah. And supposedly one of the sons of of the of a higher up sort of had a hard on for this G four brand, and he okay. spearheaded it's a vanity thing. Yeah, and he spearheaded it. Got some people to buy on. I mean, so just grass. Were you a G four fan in any capacity in their original iteration? Nope. No. <laughs> no i mean i was <laughs> i was i just never i never made time for it that's the that's yeah. the only thing like if i was flipping through tv channels and like g4 was on i might like list like watch a minute or two and then but i mean this is the truth about me is like i i've always been one to play video games more than ever watch anything about video games i don't watch a lot of youtubers or twitch streamers I don't, I've never like followed esports and like things like G4. I'm, I'm just, you know, if I have time to put, I've always been so busy that if I have time to do anything about video games, I'm going to be playing them or now, you know, writing about them. But mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's, yeah, so that's, so it just, even when I was younger though, I don't know, like I know G4 was around, it was around for a long time, but it was just one of those things where I was just like, yeah, I don't know, I'm not really that interested yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna go play mario i mean Kart. i wasn't I, I wouldn't say i was like a a fan I, I i respected what it was and it was definitely a product of its time like that that attitude like i i sort of liken it to the the wwf or wwe at the time which was the attitude era and you know you could sell sex back then and that's kind of what they did it, you know they had olivia munn they had morgan mm -hmm. webb and it's funny, like everyone, everyone was in on the joke then. Like we knew what was going on, but it was fine. Like, and in the in the meantime, we all had a blast when we tuned in. And like you, I tuned in passing if I saw it when it was on. It's not like I was putting time aside in my day to watch Attack of the Show or X Play or whatever other shows they had. But when they were on, I found them entertaining. Number yeah. one, I like if if a woman's on there and they're nice to look at, so be it. I I mean. Great. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think I think G4 had a special place in a lot of, you know, let's say the modern gamers. Right? A lot of people grew up with that. And I think mm -hmm. some of those women probably would be like the like the Farrah Fawcett to the boomer generation almost. You know what I mean? Like they look, mm -hmm. oh my God, they drove her. So that brand had some sort of cachet. But this reboot, the more you learned about it, after, as the demise was coming, and we can talk about that, the steps... It just seemed doomed to fail from the start. Yep. Well, and it's, it, it, I mean, one of the big differences between when G4 was originally around and now is that there's just, the market is so different. I mean, there's just so many places to go for, for video game content that like, it's like the new Gawker. Like the new Gawker came back and it's like, it's not going to be, it's not, it's not entering a, you know, the blogging market that was, that, that it, it came up in, in the first place. 
it's just a mm-hmm. very different world. So yeah, uh, but yeah, what, I mean, why do you think it was doomed to fail? Well, I mean, the project was just unwieldy. It was much too big. Like mm-hmm. they, what was their initial workforce? Over two hundred. I mean, yeah. like better people than me have run the numbers on what that would even cost. And it's just like, as you can say, as you just said, the market has changed so much. A project like they're starting to repackage something in the same way they did the original version of G4 mm-hmm. with that level, but it's just not sustainable. Like you almost had to start the brand had like people could say, Oh, whatever. Like no one cared about G4. I think people cared. Like people were in. Oh, sure. Yeah. But you almost have to start like grassroots a little bit. And then you start hearing some of the stuff that comes on. They were paying, you know, content people, 25, 30 K per appearance. And, streamers and stuff like that and i'm like listen i don't really care it's their money they can do whatever the fuck they want with it and oh yeah bye everyone we we swear on this podcast so um that's bullshit (laughs) is that news to you (laughs) i didn't know he could fucking swear (laughs) but it's like it's like bro like and then i tune in and i think a lot of people were who were previous fans either hardcore or in passing expected some of these personalities Instead, they kind of got like a really old Adam Sessler sometimes and a bunch of other people who kind of weren't weren't awesome. Like they just kind of sucked. Like and the one thing I'll notice is like and I noticed this from the fan bite, just pushing back to that is like when these place closes now, I expect them. OK, I don't expect them to say anything different, but it's like all the exit people It's like. You know, there's no question about the talent that was on this team. This play, these things did not fail because of talent bullshit it feels yeah. exactly because of talent like people didn't want to tune into what you were putting out there whether it was the written word whether it was your video content or whatever and i mean just obviously obviously there's the big one with frost but mm-hmm. it was it was not going to work before that and when you actively go against your audience in so many ways it, it's just all right fine so what if you if you had been in charge of rebooting G four, what would you have done differently? So I don't know if I would have done G four without some sort of like Adam. He was a big part of of G four, whether you like him or not. Okay, and I I think Adam has become this very unlikable person. As good for Twitter drama, yeah, like. And I think that's that's part of the problem. To be honest, I never would have rebooted. But since I'm half, I'm thrust in this position of managing this ship. You no longer get to choose. This is yeah, you have okay. to reboot G four. It's a it's a skeleton crew. We're going like fucking guerrilla warfare on this. Okay, I'm getting super talented people that aren't going to break the bank for me. Okay, because if we're going to succeed, I mean, I guess Sessler's on board. And then it's a bunch of people like paratroopers that are hungry, likable, good on camera, and aren't drama fueled people. They 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 love video games and 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 are, are entertaining personalities. Like I just found a lot of the people on there. Now I can't speak to everybody. Okay, I wasn't watching sure. this thing like hand over fist. Like a lot of the people out there, which is why it failed. I consumed it in video clips and sound bites. Mm. Okay. Yep. 
But it never, those video clips of sound bites didn't give me a reason to tune in either. So Skeleton Crew, Gorilla, working off the brand name, but then presenting something new and then building organically. Like this megalith launch of a G4 reboot, it's just not going to work in 2022 or 2021 or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's me. What about you? Well, I mean, no, I like, I like your strategy. It just seems, it seems like that's the way you have to go. I mean, you don't have to have the biggest names in video game streaming or, or you know, YouTubers on, on this because it is cost prohibitive. You can't, if they were really paying people $25,000 for an appearance, that's insane. Like, you, you can't. How long is that going to last? But, but it's kind of like, like uh, a great opportunity to introduce young bloods, you know, new talent. Uh, like you said, people who are hungry, go go getters. Like like and it's like, like people who are good at this, but maybe people don't know them very well, and then well, they can build uh, themselves. You know, I, I I forgot to add this. Like all those people that came to be known in the original G four iteration weren't well known people when they started. Right. So it's like, what's wrong? I don't. A lot of those people that they brought in brought baggage with them, good and bad. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't think there was one personality that had universal, you know, appeal. Uh, so it's like, well, I wasn't and, and, on it, so you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or myself, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we weren't part of this, so universal appeal here. wasn't there. And they, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. like none of the spirit of the original was in it, other yeah. than you, you had the corpse of Adam Sessler, and then <laughs> animated corpse. You know, no sex appeal, not a lot of funny. Yeah. And uh, from what I can and tell, drama I mean, and drama, like, yeah, I mean, drama. you want to tackle that? You can go ahead. No, no. You, yeah, you know what? I have been, I'm not going to lie. The drama that I witnessed, I was just a drive by drama witnesser. I was like, well, oh, I mean, I was that looks, I just... that really doesn't look like anything I want to have any part of at all. <laughs> like, cool. I, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Like there are rabbit holes that go down. And then I'm like, wow, I had no idea that this shit was going on. And then there are rabbit holes that I just walk away from because they yeah, look like, to be filled with snakes. And yeah, this one just, you know, I don't know, like with like Frost getting fired and whatnot. I was just like, well, sounds like everybody is having fun. Oh, yeah, let them have their fun. <laughs> <laughs> I well, don't know. I just seem like like a, like a lot of bad ideas and, and like you said, baggage and uh, conflict and just just a, not a great situation all around. Well, what I mean, what really brought as again, I see the exit exposes, and there's a couple people who tackled this. Um, a guy from Kotaku wrote this closing thing, and of course, in it, he doesn't talk about this this frost thing at all for a reason, even though you right. can see the numbers, which weren't good in the first place. They definitely went down. I mean, again, I didn't research this. Other people did. Okay. I'm just sure. piggybacking their work. Maybe they're wrong, but I doubt it. But when that thing happened, people listened and were like, fuck it. I'm out. Like, mm -hmm. bottom line is this girl, even if she said some, some things that did make some sense, like, but it honestly, she just seemed a very, uh, like an abrasive person mm -hmm. that sim really symptomizes a lot of what games media people think or at least right. 
project about their audience. It's it's like combative and disdainful mm-hmm. and I Holier don't need you. Yep. Yeah, and holy and it's like, you know what? People are just like fuck this person, and and the, and again, you just got the whole crying. Yeah, yeah, like this is the awesome, the best thing ever. Like, mm-hmm. no one, I guarantee it. Like, no one out there thought it was great, other than that little echo chamber. And you can, I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, that sort of singled the signaled the death knell of the entire mm-hmm. thing, which led to layoffs. And she survived one of the layoffs, and then seemingly tweeted dancing on the graves of the people laid off. And she was fired a couple never, weeks later. Never a great idea yeah, like, to do. And I think that, like, listen, it's a good idea always to shut up and let people show you who they are. Yeah. And I, that's probably a good, a good indicator of the type of person she is. Yeah. No, seems to be. Who knows? Maybe yeah. I meet her one day in life and she's just awesome. I don't know. But until uh, then, know, I just listen. never do. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, doomed to fail, doomed to fail, and uh, and helped along the way by many interesting people and choices. But like, in the end, it really is kind of like, who cares? No, again, I, I don't. Yeah, it's I, like it was this weird project that had a lot of money behind it for a short period of time. Obviously, there was had to be a bunch of money behind it, and then just mismanaged all the way to the to the grave. So. It died in the boardroom, but sure. I, I, yeah. I do think it could have worked. Yep. Um And kind of a sad end to something that I think a lot of people really did love, even if we weren't just liked, you know? Yeah. I think if it had been more, like you're saying, like if it had been more of a grassroots effort uh, that felt more organic and less like a corporate like necromancy, then, you know, maybe that would have resonated more. And if they would have uh, tried a living man out there with 15 sausages in your mouth again, I definitely would have tuned in. <laughs> well, that would have been, that would have definitely probably been a hit. So yeah, there's part two of the strategy. <laughs> Skeleton crew, attention to the budget, bring back Olivia Munn. Yeah. Like if you were going to pay big, big appearance fees, wouldn't you do it to people like that? I yeah, don't know. I mean, seriously. Although well, there's she just so much. Thought- She's probably saw the writing on the wall. She's like, I want nothing to do with this. Yeah, right. Seriously. Yeah, there, there's so much like, I feel like there's this huge uh, disconnect between, just in general, between like games media and like what people think gamers want to read or watch and then like the actual people reading and watching games content. Which is, you know, what we've seen for years and years and years. It's so, it's still so strange to me when I read certain publications that are very, very activist. I'm just like, what is, who is the audience for this? It must be so narrow. It is. Well, I mean, we're proving it right now. I mean, Fanbyte was like the, the darling of the checkmark games media people. Right. But no one was fucking reading it. No one, no one gave a shit about Fanbyte. I don't give a fuck right. about it. They didn't care what they were writing about. They were writing for each other. They weren't writing That's for That's what any a lot audience. of games media does. That's I mean, a lot of media yeah, like, does, really. You've got to have your own voice to be mm-hmm. a good writer, yes. But you also have to have your finger on the pulse. I don't think these people have any fucking idea about what the the average game person wants. Like, this is... 
an escapism media. Yes, we can criti- you know, critically yeah. dive in and there is opportunities for these things like like politics in it. And I, like people like you and I want that. But we oh, yeah. don't want just that. Well, we don't want just that. And we don't want it presented in a way that is tone deaf and sneering and judgy. And, you know, there's this, there's always this, like with politics and games, there's always this dishonest exchange where people are like, people say, well, I don't want politics and games. And then the other side will make fun of them for not wanting politics and games. But no one's actually talking about what that means. Like, we don't mind having politics in the story of the game. Like, it's a political thriller, or there's, like, some, like, you know, Game of Thrones type shit going on. That's all politics. What we Mm -hmm. don't want is a political message to be shoved down our throats while we're playing the game. For one thing, that makes for bad art in general. Like, like we don't want... We don't want to watch a movie... It's fine to watch a movie that's about political issues... But if the movie is propaganda trying to push a political agenda down your throat, that is not a very, that doesn't make for a very good movie. And like, so we get to this point with, with, uh, you know, a certain segment of games media where they, where they're always just pushing this constant message and they want, and they want, and then they, so there's this reactionary side and I don't know, I get, I get so burnt out on the whole thing. No, I get it, man. Like, and, it's and, just we, like, oh my God, it's exhausting. Where do these people come from? Do they even like video games in the first place? Well, I don't think I don't think a lot of them do, and that's why a lot of them hide their trophies, achievements, um, accolades on various platforms. You know, they don't want to be exposed because a lot of them were being exposed before. Mm-hmm. You know, if your job's to play, you know, your job's to talk about and critically think and write about video games and create content for video games, you gotta fucking play them. Like, I don't think you a do. lot of them played them. They just talked about it with each other and kind of didn't play because whatever but i think they're like when people say i don't want politics in my in my video games i think for the most part they just mean they don't want to be preached to right exactly fucking time because they don't mind politics being in the game now there's a there is a small section of videos who like definitely mean i don't want any politics in the game but they don't even understand what they're talking about totally and that's not who we're talking about anyway and but Mm -hmm. that seems to be the people that the games media pick out when right. that the low hanging conversation fruit. comes out mm-hmm. yeah like oh we mean everything's you know that's not what they're talking about right i mean at least the the, the intelligent person isn't talking about that right. they just don't want to be preached to all the time and if a site is you know evangelizing messages or pushing content like let's have some different perspectives that would be nice out there which which do not exist and again well you can't have them anymore because it's giving somebody a platform like um when Gene Park of the Washington Post went on Colin yeah. Moriarty's show and everyone was like, oh my God, you're giving him a platform. And it's like, motherfucker, Colin has, has a, platform a platform already. Like, he's the why biggest, don't you engage with him? Like, he's the biggest games, fan-run games media platform ever. Right, and and, and 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 there's a reason for that, you know? And, it, and it's not like he's apolitical. He talks politics all the time. But the difference is, is that... I always, well, at least my impression of Colin, is that he's open to other people's politics too. He's cool about talking about politics with people who disagree with him. And I would like, I would like, I would appreciate the games media so much more if they were like, 
today we're having you know a podcast where we debate this conservative person or this libertarian or today we're gonna you know we're gonna take this seriously we have a you know we're gonna talk about video games and we have a like a hardcore marxist we've got this you know like right-wing catholic we you know we're gonna all have this con- like that would be a serious but you know the media in general these days they don't want like this is same it's the rogan problem you know nobody wants if a, if a liberal goes on rogan these days they get castigated by like the entire liberal it's so strange to me because i swear to god if you go back 10 years the left wasn't like this no like even if you not even that far back i i don't even think that far back sure i get yeah yeah probably not that far back but i think it's been it's been getting worse yeah oh for uh, sure over the last 10 years but yeah you go back to like when i was first blogging i was writing about politics and uh before i even got into writing about games and um Kind of the whole, like one of my biggest critiques of the right back then was the conservative movement was so lockstep. They were always, you know, there was this, you know, there was the whole rhino thing. And there was, if you went out of line, you'd get shouted down. And and, and really, I've seen the left just do the same thing. And then you see it all across media. And now it's like, yeah, this whole idea that you can't give someone a platform because they don't have the exact same political and cultural and social beliefs as you do is crazy well i just never get any progress there like well and that and and they're just gonna keep i don't understand these people that that run these these places that don't see this revolving door of quote-unquote talent i mean i talent what does that mean anymore they're obviously Mm -hmm. not that talented they keep getting laid off and fired and these sites aren't doing anything while other people are succeeding but it's like I don't think the average person knows who the fuck that these people are. Mm-hmm. Like these are, you know, I mean I don't want to generalize, but I just I'll be honest. Like a lot of these people that write, I don't know anyone like that for the most part. Like I, I mean I, I guess my circle's gotten smaller as I'm 43. Maybe I'm I'm just old, but I don't well, know any people like that. I'm I'm out in the public professionally all the time. You know. Yeah. Most people are pretty, you know, this, they engage with their stuff, but also tackling your point about, you know, today we want to talk about, you know, this with, with a conservative or a Mormon or a fucking extremist. (laughs) Okay. Not that, but it's like, maybe this needs to happen more organically though, because I feel Mm -hmm. like when you do things like that, it's like the view where they have the one conservative. No, I think more job is to get paid to get her ass kicked for yeah. fucking an well, hour. Yeah, that's that's that the, the way that yeah, I wouldn't want to do it that way, but I just think that it's more like like if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, like he'll have people from all kind of different perspectives on there. And I think that sure. the impulse to say we're going to have a wide variety of perspectives is is the one that we should want. Not that, you know, not that you're going to set up like the 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 hardcore Trump Republican and the like woke ass liberal together but more like we're going to let a variety of viewpoints have a say i guess the fact that we even have to declare these 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 things on the front just shows what kind of state we're in right now it's bad like I, it's crazy like, to me. i just just want to see people man like just people being people and and having conversations back and forth like i don't know but bottom line is the shit that they're doing isn't working. They prove mm-hmm. it over and over and over again. And 
their audience gets smaller and smaller and smaller and goes to YouTube and all these other outlets that ate G4's reboots lunch. And it's going to keep happening. And they don't seem to get it. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. Fine by me. I feel they like... Us, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, you know, I identify as someone on the left. And most of my friends are as well. But um, but we're so different from, like, like the, the views that people my age, I guess, or, or in my circle have are so different than, than what I see on, like, in games media and, like like quote unquote woke media and all that. Um, and I think part of it is like, if you go back in time, not too long ago, like there was a rebelliousness to being on the left, you know, there was the moral majority. And then if you were, you know, you know, doing drugs and like permit being promiscuous or like listening to rock and roll or punk rock or, you know, like all that sort of like rebellious underground, like, rage against the machine type stuff you know like there was all of that and now it's like it's like everyone who's on the left is like we are right we are the majority we are in charge we're gonna we're gonna snuff out anyone who has different views and it's sort of like the tables have really turned in this very negative way where now like that the the presumptive like leaders of society are are these are these people and then and it's it's very much like that that spirit of rebellion and dissonance and like uh, that ability to like oppose things, but not not think that you're going to win all the time. There's just this ad- attitude, like like if you don't believe these things that we believe, you're on the wrong side of history, oh, and yeah. you, and and you're going to lose, and we're going to win, and we're going to destroy you. And everything you believe in and stand for. And, you know, like, it's a weird, it's just a weird change in the scenery of, of the political and cultural makeup. And it's so, it's so much in games media, which is, I know why we're, we're, we're talking about it, but it's so much in games media. And it's so strange. I think it was one of the weirdest things when I first started writing about video games was, was how strong that impulse was already in games media. Just to take um, it to that level. Yeah, like, and yeah, like over ten years ago, really, and it was already just like this idea that there was the righteous who were, who mm-hmm. were just ordained, and all, everything they believed in was right. And if you strayed from that, you were cast out. You were you were bad. You were unclean. You were toxic. You know, like I, I mean, look at like Gamergate was eight years ago now, and that's yeah. that was like that didn't happen out of nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Games night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, we'll talk. But about I'll give you an example. Too. Like I, I talk about these. What was the what was the Vox gaming initiative that failed after a couple years? Then they just wrapped um, it up and called it Vox Gaming. I mean, Vox runs Polygon. No, it, it called it. It was something that that Austin Walker guy ran it. You know, that's ringing a bell, and I just don't remember. Which... It doesn't matter. The name that, anyway it yeah. goes down under his leadership, but same shit from Fanbyte. They closed doors quick. But I remember mm-hmm. reading this. This this will typify, and we can move on to the next, which will be it, it dovetails into what we're talking about, which is the Bayonetta three mm. controversy. But this article I remember reading on this website was about Forza. Okay, it was about Forza Horizon, and I guess there's it was either took place in Australia or some of the races were in Australia, and this piece of writing somehow tied in how 
parts of Australia were anti-gay and this all wrapped into Forza. I remember reading this fucking thing. Now I couldn't get through it, but I was like, this, if this doesn't say it all right here, I'm like, there you go. Like, Really? Oh, it's so out of touch. Who's reading this? No one's reading it. And then you see the comment. It's like, oh, yes, it's so deep. <laughs> yeah, there's this very this very narrow echo chamber, I feel like. And I think the same would exist if games media was currently controlled by, like, activist right-wingers. It would be a very similar thing. Like, there would like no one wants to hear all that. Like, people just want to talk. They want to play their games. They don't want to be preached to. If you're, so is if games you're media all act activist leftist then? If what now? Is is games media all activist leftist then? No, I mean there's there's clearly some sites that that hew right, but I would say that the big ones are definitely activist left wing. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, um, even and it's gotten into you know to, into everywhere. You know, I mean IGN I guess is a pretty apolitical site overall, but you see it there. You see it. Uh, they try to be, and then you know big conflicts come in, and and some people try to spearhead things against better wishes but who gives a shit i'll let you take let's let's move into our continued shit on the games media thing <laughs> or whatever but uh the bayonetta 3 stuff i'll let you go in uh, just well, yeah i mean there's so much in the or going on with that game right now like first we had the whole um the whole voice acting controversy that's where it which starts was, yeah. which is crazy like because she uh the original voice actor who plays bayonetta went out and publicly said that Platinum was only offering her $4,000 to do the whole game. And she, you know, apparently wanted more than that, and, and then negotiations fell through, and then Jennifer Hale was brought on to, to play that role. And then it comes out, and she admits that, no, they had actually offered her more money than that, and... It was that procession or something like that. It was it was like they'd offered her ten thousand plus another like five thousand for for another session and so it was this whole like holy crap like what like you know people all at first took her side and then everyone was like wow you lied to us and there was you know, and that's the big thing because like I I see those numbers and to me for a franchise that is I mean I would it's not this it seems bigger than it actually is but mm -hmm. those numbers seem pretty low. They do seem low, and I think but that the fact if she, is, you can't lie about this shit. You can't lie about it exactly. If she just come out and said like, "I think this number," and given the real number is too low, I think a lot of people would agree with that. For sure, For, and because I mean, sure, yeah, it's not, it's not like you know, like Uncharted or something. It's but Bayonetta is still a pretty big property, and and I think a lot of people would say that voice actors are underpaid. The majority of voice actors, there's some that make a lot of money, yeah. obviously. I mean the um, the top top, but that's like anything. Like, sure. I mean, but they and they bring on Jennifer Hale, who's probably the biggest female voice actor yeah. in games. Yeah, who is definitely going to be paid a lot more than definitely. what this person said. It, it, we still don't know like the the numbers. Honestly, I don't really give a shit. It's just I think it's just funny. You know, people were just going crazy about this story. Me personally, I couldn't care less. I just, I just <laughs> I, as soon as I see someone lying, I'm like, well, you've lost now. Mm -hmm. You can't lie. It doesn't matter what it is. Like if you get what, caught in a lie in in politics, why, you know, why would you lie about it? I don't like, understand. What a terrible decision. Because you'd have to have the notion that okay, first of all, the company is going to defend itself in some capacity, right? And I guess we could talk about Kamiya. Like I love Hideki Kamiya's games, 
I, I thought Clover mm -hmm. to me was like the darling studio when it was created and all the stuff he's made from Beautiful Joe on, but the guy's an asshole from all accounts. Sure. Like he a lot of if you don't tweet and Japanese people are blocks you and I thought a lot of people thought it was a gimmick, but no, huh. the guy's just like that. And then he hmm. deletes his account or something and Yeah. I don't know. Uh, her name's Helena Taylor, by the way. That's right. Uh, couldn't remember, but yeah. Um, yeah, so then, then, because one controversy around Bayonetta 3 isn't enough, then uh, we start to see reviews and people reacting uh, to, to her sexual identity. Yeah, no, um, I, I think this would be, like, considered spoilers for people who really love Bayonetta. Um I guess yes. if you want to stay black or blackout or stay black, whatever the hell you want. If you want to identify want. as black, you can do that now. You can do that. It's 2022. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you're, if you're trying to avoid all Bayonetta three shit, you know, just yeah. fast forward a, a little bit, but go ahead. Sorry. Um, well, you were the, you first contacted me, but people were upset that she's not gay. Yeah. Like I started right? seeing a couple people, like I don't use the social media thing much, but when I go on, it's like, you know, I'll do a, a thorough look when I have time. And then I see some of this stuff. I'm like, this can't be real. Like this honestly can't be a real thing, but it is, <laughs> you know, the, the, again, this, this echo chamber blue checkmark games, people talking to each other about how in the end of Bayonetta three, she's a straight woman who loves a man and I guess she has to rely on a man in some capacity in some small capacity at the end and this is a problem because why apparently we're not because supposed to rely on each other for this, anything <laughs> like because she, now she she was this like I love how the the LBGTQ whatever uh community it's like they they latch onto these characters or these ships I, I fucking hate that term ship I hate it so much, right? dude. I hate it almost <laughs> as much as calling when Thanos snapped his finger the blip. That I hate the most. That's the it's snapping. It's the dumbest in. thing to call it. Anyway, yeah, yeah. This, it, it, they latch onto these 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 things that they fan service and ship, and then when it's not a real thing, it's like they just go nuts about it. And it's like they, yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. Again. I think I that's really just the, the shipper community in general, whether straight or gay. It's this. It's there's this weird, unhealthy obsession with with fictional characters' personal lives. It's weird to it, me. It, it it has influenced like shows like Arrow. The shippers like really pushed for the for the Oliver um, and Felicity hookup, and then you know that was called Elicity and. It ruined the show. I mean, it just totally ruined the show. That's the thing. They, they put two characters this... that shouldn't have been together together, and then they focus the whole show on it. And it's, it's like, like you're just yeah, you're catering to this weird community of psychopaths, vocal <laughs> minority who dwell on social media, mm -hmm. and just they seem like if you're listening, I guess, and reading your your responses to your tweet, which you should never do if you're a big. Mm. Thing out Definitely. there, don't wade into that cesspool. I do like that. YouTube but... comments, don't do it because they're not representative of any of anything. And it's like, and then you look back because the funny thing is, is that Bayonetta as a character was used in Anita Sarkeesian's, you know, uh, mm, videos. Mm -hmm. What the hell were they even called? Uh, feminist frequency. That's right. Ethics and gaming, right? 
<laughs> yeah. Oh God. Feminist she, frequency. One of the things is, is, and she was used as the this perfect example of everything wrong with video games and and and. Right. It was that that yeah. Bayonetta had been, and we saw a lot of op eds about this. That Bayonetta uh, was was uh, created for the male gaze. Not the male G A Y S, the male G A Z E. Um, one of my, one of my favorite rebuttals to that, and I can't remember who wrote this, but um, was actually a lesbian who wrote this rebuttal to this idea that it was the for the male gaze, and she's like, like this character, you know, what about lesbians? We also like to look at beautiful women. Like, why do you assume that this character was created for? for men to go to ogle like what what if it's for men and women like and also by the way bayonetta was designed by a man and a woman together so like but yes back in that back in the early days of bayonetta and when bayonetta 2 was coming out especially there was all this controversy around her character because she's often nude her clothing is made of her hair her magical hair which can be used uh also as superpowers and she's a highly sexualized character. She also just happens to be totally badass and entirely it. in charge of her own sexuality, which is honestly exactly what we should be wanting from strong right? female characters in games and, and media in general is is women who are are they're 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 allowed to be sexual, in charge of their sexuality, totally badass, but not like badass just be, be by being unpleasant and like uh, uh you know hard to to yeah. she's a she's a likable character um and 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 now the weird thing and when i saw your tweets about this it was i was just like <laughs> these people are like how could any straight man be attracted to this and they're showing clips from the game and i'm and like who are these people like i'm like have I'm you never met a straight dude in your life like it doesn't take much, man, and, no. and and also we generally are attracted to lesbians. Like this, this is not a secret. If, if she was straight or gay, we would be attracted to her because she's hot, man. Like crazy, she kicks some ass, and she's just a and cool it's, character. And it's cool if she's also attracted attractive to 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 queer people. That's cool. I don't give a shit. Like she's an attractive human being she's going to be attractive to different people for different reasons including I, I i assume straight women who aren't attracted to her sexually but are admire her uh her badassery etc etc like sure. i mean you know like I she's do. a great character and honestly like it's a japanese game okay i i think these <laughs> yes. people don't understand that you know other most of the world isn't nearly as gay as Western society. Right. Or as uptight. You know what I mean? Like, J Japan's not like that at all. Like, when they're writing, you know, it's like, and, and these people can never, they, they can't even figure out what they're outraged about. It's just a new thing to latch on to be outraged about. I, I just totally. don't. It is so absurd to me. That's why sometimes I see these things. And like you, I, again, I, I try not to go down these rabbit holes at all because I'm just like, like, I just want to smash my, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, really? <laughs> I can't believe these people are real that actually think like this. Anyway. Yeah. I, are they real? Are we sure? Are we real? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I've been wondering about this lately. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's an awful lot of effort. And, and I guess it does provide content for people who want to talk about how crazy other people are. 
uh, it gives me lots of things to write and, and make videos about. Um, but Do it is very strange. Just to ask you a question, we get back to this. Do you think the average, not even gamer but person, like this seems to be like a, a topic as over the last few years that showing everyone to be beautiful, male or female, is somehow problematic. Do you think the average person gives a shit about that? No. The average no, person doesn't no. give a shit about any of this shit. But they do um, care when all of a sudden there's a 350-pound woman modeling lingerie on the billboard. <laughs> it yeah. just... Well, it's all... Yeah. you. Be, hey, I'm not saying you, you, you're not beautiful to other people, but I'm telling you, like, that's not the way you're going to sell me underwear. I'm not going to want to buy that for my wife or my Well, there's a niche for that for, you know, obviously. And, and I think that, you know, if you've got your, your catalog or whatever for that's designed for, you know, bigger people, that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, like, like trying to see what I always figure is that the people behind, uh, like the billboards with 350 pound women are, are skinny, attractive women who want to like, be really sneaky and manipulative it's like the chicks that make friends with like uglier chicks so that they can be the prettier chick elevate in a friend sure. group yeah and, and i swear and to that, god that's what's that going on that that social hierarchy exists across the board in different levels like absolutely a lot of parasites you want a, a smaller parasite to elevate them i mean that mm -hmm. just happens whether it's beauty whether it's anything status right yep mm -hmm. yeah yeah and especially really ambitious Awful people are going to are going to push that more. I see. I think we see a lot of that in general, with a lot of the sort of cultural stuff that we're seeing right now. Is we're seeing a lot of um, a lot of manipulative people that are gaining status, fame, and wealth by pushing certain issues that make themselves look good, and so on and so forth. So yeah. Um, but Bayonetta, uh, I haven't I haven't played the third one yet. Do you like I, the series or you can? I, I do. I, I I don't think I played the second game. Uh, well, it was very a Wii far. U game, right? It was a Wii U game, and I liked the Wii U. I Did enjoyed you really? that console. You yeah, gigantic they weirdo. They they had such good games for it though. They did. They too. had uh they, they had Mario Kart eight, they had Wonderful um, 101. Yeah, the Wonderful Another Platinum game. They had uh they had um Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which was no, not Donkey. Uh, yeah, Donkey Kong. Yeah, they did the Twilight um, Princess reboot on it. Uh huh. And the the Wind Waker reboot. Yeah. Um. They had Pikmin three. They had uh, Luigi's Mansion. They had they, there was uh, there was the the Super Mario Super Mario. Yeah, one, I, I know what three D world about. or whatever. You I'm trying to you buy the one. Like, I never... There was there were so many good, and they've rebooted a lot of those onto the Switch. Of course, I will tell you this: I think I enjoyed. I, I hate to say, I think I played more Wii, Wii. U than Switch, and that's probably just partly Wii my life circumstances. You were going to say that you you were going to say that you actually might prefer the Wii U over the Switch. I think I might actually prefer it. it. No, I really might because I feel like the Wii U knew. I think even though it had an identity crisis from the get-go, I think the Wii U understood its own limitations more, whereas the Switch is trying to be everything to everybody, and all these games are being ported to it that have no business being there, like like oh, and Doom and... Underpowered and hardware package. It can't, right, it cannot handle half these games. It couldn't even handle 
uh, Legends of uh, Breath of the Wild when that came no. out. It was no. it was had shitty frame rates. I I remember trying to play Fortnite on it, and I was like, "Fuck this Switch! I don't know that I'm going to play it anymore." Partly that was every time I turn it on, I, I have Joy-Con drift on all my Joy Cons. Um, I am so sick of drift. So, so really, the Switch for the last couple of years has just been kind of a, a thorn in my side. Whereas the Wii U, right up until the day they sort of discontinued it, I really enjoyed it. It had some cool stuff, man. Like the, it was a Nintendo good little system is for quite a while now. Really, since I'd say since the, I liked the GameCube, it, it seemed yeah. to be it was still up to snuff technologically while still being a Nintendo piece. But ever since then, their hardware is. Just, just let's just say it's shit. Well, it's, it's, it's so it's shit. it's it's like they've got good ideas and poor execution. Like, so I wrote something about how they should make a hybrid mobile and and um, stationary console. Like two or three years before they came out mm-hmm. with the Switch, I thought it was a great idea, uh, and then then they did it. So they clearly copied me. Um, <laughs> of course, no, but I mean it makes a ton of sense. But it's like now I'm like. Ah, it's a bad idea. I would really love to see a, I'd love to see a Nintendo console that was like as powerful as uh, Xbox Series S. The Doesn't problem have to is be the like... most powerful, but just something that can handle like the next Zelda at sixty frames per second, and like that can do, you know, that can handle the. It doesn't have to be the most graphically amazing thing, but that loads quick, that that handles that steady frame rate. They can handle some some port. If they're going to be doing these ports and these these games like Doom, like Skyrim, it should be able to perform at a respectable frame rate. Yes, and it can't. The Switch cannot do it. Nintendo fans, bless your hearts. I see you out there all the time. Speaking of Japan, hello Japan. (laughs) Japan, but you know, in the back of your head, you know it's not true, but. You, you, you just want to try to lie to yourself to make up. This is incredible. What a port. This and that. And I just am like, I can't play marginalized games at this point. I'm just not no. going to do it. I feel awful. I, I don't understand. Like, to me, if you're only a Switch owner, you're kind of not participating in the video game generation. Unless you're six. Part. If you're six, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And like, uh, I'm not or if you, you only have- like 2D indie games like Shovel Knight or something. That's fine. Yeah, you're going to be like- fine. Again, you don't have to be. You want to own a Switch, you want to play that, God bless you. You know, <laughs> go ahead. It's just, you're missing out on so, so, so much. And so much. Oh, my God. Yeah, the problem is also, <laughs> no one will criticize Nintendo for, they don't want to take, they will not sell any of their hardware at a loss. Ever. Yeah. That's why yeah. their yeah. hardware is what it is. And if they were to make a, a, hard, uh, a console or a piece of hardware equivalent to the S, it would be really fucking expensive mm-hmm. because they're not going to sell it at a loss or well, even, even. I understood. I like that made more sense before they had their own like subscription online service, which is and now they're making money get- hand over fist, like with their store, which sells tons of just crapware and, and bloat. And like they, the whole business model of Nintendo has changed. And yet, yeah, you're right. They still won't sell at a loss. I, I keep saying we need a Nintendo switch pro, like something for people who don't care that it's mobile, just something that can handle this shit and on a screen, like on a TV screen, or uh, I don't know, you know Switch. something. And the I remodel, like four. <laughs> I was waiting for a pro. I wanted that remodel yeah. 
to be a pro. Everyone thought it was going to be a pro version. I'm like, okay, I can get back and I'll start playing some of those Nintendo games again that I loved that I've kind of left behind. And the minute it wasn't like, and these people, I can, I'll buy a Switch and I'll love it. Okay, sucker. You're just being a sucker at this point. Like, I, I mean, it's great for certain, but see like my son who is now 12, when he was a bit younger, the Switch was great for him. He loved it. He played it all the time. That's what he played Fortnite on. And then he got a little bit older and he barely touches it. He's either on his Oculus Quest 2 or he's on his PC or he's playing on the PlayStation or the Xbox. I almost never see him playing the Switch anymore. Uh, My daughter never plays the Switch. Uh, Sometimes she'll pick up a 3DS and play that instead. Like the Joy-Cons are a menace. That's one of the big problems that I think. They're literally garbage. I mean, first of all, even without the drift, they are tiny. I like the pro controller. It's fine. But like, 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 yeah, they feel like shit. They're, they're bad controllers. I have a big mitt. I've held them and I, and I'm just like, these things, what do you want me to do with them? I feel like, well, see Ricky Bobby and Talladega Knights. I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Here's one of the things that was great about the Wii U. It was almost always attached to our TV and we had controllers for it. So if we were going to turn on, uh, Mario Kart 8, we would have four controllers laying around that we could just pick up and immediately play Mario Kart 8 on the TV. But with the Switch, you've got to like take off the Joy-Cons and then figure out which controller's going to be which. And you got some people are going to be holding just the one Joy-Con to play the game with. It's a mess. It, it's yeah. At a certain point, it's like, it just isn't, I don't know, Nintendo fans are going to fucking hate us for this. But I'm sorry. It's, I, it is just, it is just them. subpar on so many levels i love so much about nintendo like i love the zelda games i love mario kart 8 mario kart 8 remains one of my favorite games i've ever played it's magic i love it it. really is magic it's so great but you know what i played mario kart 8 on the wii u a hundred times more than i've ever played it since it's been out on the switch i almost Mm. never play it anymore and it's totally because i find the switch a pain in the ass to use and my controllers have joy, Joy-Con drift, and I fucking I just I can't I just get sick of it, and I'm like, nope, we're gonna we're gonna play, if we're gonna play, we're gonna we'll go play Call of Duty, or or we're gonna play, or you know, my son's like on Gang Beasts or something. Mario Kart Eight or Nintendo stuff in general is not even, it's just not even an an, an it's not a presence in our household anymore, and that's mm-hmm. crazy because I have it. Me and my kids play fucking video games all the time. But it's you know, my son, he's either on Minecraft, Fortnite, some sort of VR game, uh, Roblox, that kind of stuff. My daughter, really, she only likes to play Call of Duty for the most part. Um, but like where we used to play Mario Kart, Super Mario Brothers, et cetera, et cetera, we barely even touch it anymore. And and Again, I, yeah. that's what I'm saying. We played a lot more when the Wii U was out. <laughs> I don't know. Like you said, though, great ideas, poor execution. Yeah, right? that's just the it's way too, it is. It's I mean, too hopefully weak they give us to a handle. Pro. That would be nice with, with uh, good controllers. I don't know. Oh, speaking of, this is a great seg for the uh, Steam Deck. All right. Because the Steam Deck, I, I just got it, so I don't have a lot of experience. But I'm not a big handheld too. gamer here, in general. Dude. Nice. I like the case it comes in. It's very nice. Awesome. But it feels so much better and looks oh, so much better than the Switch. It's great. not even funny. 
It, the, the, the size like is it, perfect. It's got like a hefty bulk, but it doesn't yeah. feel like a – it's weighted properly and it doesn't uh-huh. feel like a lead weight. Like I haven't really used mine a ton. I just kind of right. wanted it because yeah, I got buy it. these things. Mm-hmm. And I want to like trick it out and you know change the loading screens and whatever. But like just having it and the snappiness mm-hmm. and the ease of use. Obviously, it's Steam is a you know many, many years of fine-tuning to become the Absolutely. thing that it is. Yeah. But I mean, still having what's available on you and hardware wise, it's yeah. fantastic. And it's fantastic. They have caught up, Valve has caught up so quickly to match the demand. Mm-hmm. I mean, which one did you get? I got the most expensive one because why the fuck not? Yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted I mean, the yeah. fastest loading times and all that. Uh, the, the the difference between the, the, the most expensive and the second most was just not enough. And the, and the, the lowest storage model just didn't seem like a great option. So no, uh, I just, yeah. Um, someday I'll play half-life three on that puppy. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I'm glad you have one. I'm looking yeah. forward to, uh, you know, comparing more notes when we can dive in more thoroughly. I don't know when time allows that's, yeah. that's going to be a hard one. Well, I, I want to play more with it. I, I I'm really looking forward to a few games on there. I played a little Elden ring. Um, then I, uh, I, downloaded god of war and want to try that on there because i think it'll be fun to play god of war on a handheld i don't all these and i'm always just like cool i'm gonna play god of war on a handheld but also persona 5 oh it's so great i just downloaded persona 5 on there um my first persona game was persona 4 golden on the ps vita yeah so it's gonna be fun to play persona 5 royal on the steam deck yeah uh, so I just, yeah, it's fun. And I played a little bit of that, uh, uh, curse of the moon game on there. Oh, did you? I did. That was fun. Such yeah, old so school Castlevania we, vibes. We're going to do this, this thing. I mean, we kind of half hearted to do in the previous episode where we, we toss it out on the fly, but we're going to try to do recommendations to each other. Um, as we progress, we're going to try to do the bang one of these out every two weeks. Yep. And, and and do it like that but i'm glad I'll, I'll i'll admit i didn't try yours moon it's okay i didn't try it either moonbreaker okay yeah, there we I go didn't get around to I it. Know, but you like <laughs> the moon, yeah i did yeah i mean it just took me back you know i played the first three castlevania games a bunch when i was little um i never got into the later ones quite as much but uh yeah it's it's super castlevania uh like old school castlevania is very it's great I, I, I played a couple levels, but yeah, you know, yeah. And then the other one we decided on, you know, we were tossing games back and forth, but we can talk of this was Overwatch too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so much think? promise. So, God. So I have a regular gaming group, and we play a lot of Call of Duty together, and we all hopped on Overwatch too when it came out because it's free to play, which makes it very accessible to everybody. Yeah, five player teams, which means a lot of people can play together, and that's nice. Um, and it was fun. It felt very much like Overwatch. That's my first impression. Uh, it didn't feel very different. There wasn't a lot new uh, beyond it being free and having a battle pass and no loot boxes. There was mostly the same levels, mostly the same characters. Some of them have had their powers were changed a little bit, but most of them were pretty similar. Uh, but, but what was great was that there was a lot of people playing. So matches loaded quickly. Like I remember playing Overwatch 
the original game after, you know, it had been out for a few years and you could sit around for 10 minutes before a match would start. But now match is starting really fast. And even with the shaky launch and the, and the crashes and the servers being down and the, the, all that crap, it's still, you still were playing uh, more and more frequently than, uh, and then it turns out that they have disabled auto assist on consoles entirely in crossplay. So all my friends who play on consoles were hating every second of it whenever they played with us PC folks. And so after a few sessions, we just stopped playing entirely and we just, it's done. It's pretty much done. Yeah. Cause none of the people uh, that, that in my group that play on console want to play in a PC uh, crossplay because auto assist isn't just tuned down. Auto aim is just completely turned off and, and it makes it, extremely unwieldy to play against PC players. If you don't have any aim assist at all on in overwatch, you're just like, you're moving through molasses. I've tried it. I've tried it out and it's like really hard to compete. I mean, you're already at a disadvantage anyway, especially in overwatch. You really are any, any Twitch based like shooter though. Like, yeah, you're on a or one where you're accessing powers and stuff, which is yeah, so much sure. easier on a keyboard, for sure. Yeah. And just the speed of the mouse. Like, I know there are some people who use a, a keyboard mouse circumvention apparatus for Overwatch and other things on their console, but it's still working like a controller would mm-hmm. work, right? So it's not... It, it, PC is just... Like, in, in Overwatch, if you're like a, 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 a diamond player on console, you're like a platinum pay, player on PC. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean maybe mm-hmm. even lower it's just the skill level is much higher just because of the, what you're using and, and and playing so that entire thing the crossplay experiences as far as like console to pc to me i just i wouldn't want to do it you're going to yeah, get it, your ass kicked as a console it's terrible player. and, and I, it, was, it was it was crazy assist. to watch yeah because like my brother plays on xbox and he is a really good player i mean he's he's better than me at pretty much any game we play um he's seven years younger though so but he was doing terrible and i was like what is going on and then we learn oh yeah they've disabled they've disabled this key component in allowing console because they have it when it's just console to console so and that's the other thing that's really fucked up is that if you're used to playing with aim assist that's how you learn how to play you're playing that way when you're playing and then you get into a cross-play situation where where you have pc players who have absolute precision with their mice and suddenly you're moving like, like you've got a weight at the end of your gun, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it ruined it. And I'm super sad because I was really enjoying uh, my gaming group moving beyond Warzone, <laughs> moving, you know, moving into new territory. And it was like, Oh, uh, I guess this isn't happening now because I, I just don't understand why they couldn't just tweak it. Like, just balance it, you know, make it work for crossplay, but not disable it entirely. So, well, it yeah, sort of typifies it, a lot of this with Blizzard um, these days. <laughs> Blizzard for sure, and and late stage Overwatch into this. Mm-hmm. It is a sequel, but it's not really a sequel. It's like it's a, not. It's just it's an like expansion. A, it's an expansion that an overhaul. I mean, the biggest the biggest thing was they turned it changed it from six player teams to five. That's that's the biggest they say. And I don't think that's a good wild. choice. But, I, I do too, uh, Eric. I actually I I I agree with the choice. 
mm-hmm. for a ton of reasons, not yep. least of which, you know, it's easier to get into games. It's easier to manage games when you're in mm-hmm. them with, with other people. Balance but makes more same, sense. Yeah. Yeah. This, the same problems persist. Um, your, yours specifically like when i you told me you play primarily on pc i'm like well i'm not even gonna try like i'm on playstation it's not yeah. gonna work it's gonna well at all but <laughs> I don't, and we both love like this is coming from two guys that loved overwatch like i love oh, yeah the first i had overwatch. so much fun I, it. Was, it, it was an incredible game like i remember at first i was like eh. i don't know <laughs> sometimes i can be like the the counter hype guy but i i did when i met it at the at release i'm like you know i'm gonna play and i loved it from the get-go and i was with it all the 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 characters that came i loved every step of it but me too absolutely until it started to take 10 minutes to load a match and then that came that came about with the roll queue option because not a Mm -hmm. lot of people were playing tanks a lot less were playing supports everyone everyone wanted to be you'd be jumping into games and there'd be four or five people picking damage dealers and you're like Mm -hmm. okay this this is not harmonious whereas i'm like give me lucio and i'll deal as much damage as you and heal the crap out of everyone at the same time is that, is that your guy lucio uh hey if i'm playing support i'm a lucio yeah i, I love okay. lucio but i love tanks also i'll play some diva uh some reinhardt uh mm-hmm. there's a lot of great tanks that you can do crazy good damage and uh soak damage and you know there. I, I just I like there's lots there. of different great characters, yeah. Like, um, and I I really was enjoying Overwatch too. So it is even with all the launch issues they had, which were ridiculous. Uh, but I I'm mean, disappointed my, overall. My yeah. biggest problem and what what just stops me at a principle is like I'll just stay off the bat. Like I can buy anything I want. Yeah. Like I could buy whatever, but the this free-to-play model and what they have repackaged this game as is a fucking insult. And just, I, I mean, it's absurd. Like the prices for a premium skin, $25. Uh, well, I mean, in the age of Fortnite, there's no excuse. Like no. I, I saw something, people comparing the prices in Overwatch Halloween versus Fortnite Halloween. And it was like, it's so much more expensive in, in Overwatch. It's like Fortnite's Look, are already like making money hand over fist, guys. You don't have to charge so much. And Make like the shit I, cool, people will buy it. <laughs> and like this battle pass, it is immensely confusing. Yeah. Like the again, what it what you you so what stupid. you pay for? A fif, what is fifty five? Now it's Canadian pricing, mind you. So our American <laughs> listeners will be less for you, but it, it, it's fifty four ninety nine Canadian. I just I didn't buy it. I'm just looking at it. And yeah. it's like you don't even get the shit. You still gotta. It just gives you yeah, access to it. the yeah. further tiers of that shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, imagine the people that think they bought this get all this, and they don't even get it. Right. Yeah. Like, but it's like I Halo just, screwed up their battle pass and yeah. progression, and it's like this, I just find it. There's insulting. no excuse. It, I never thought I would clamor for the days of loot boxes, but I'll yeah, take Overwatch One loot boxes. At least they were fun to open, like A thousand. And now. <laughs> Like there's no reward, like yeah, the the, yeah. the reward for winning and 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 what you're it's, building, yeah. like the currency is so small, it takes you it forever. Is. Like it, yeah. to me, it is actually fundamentally something that will stop me from playing this game yeah. any further. There's a lot at of all. they're I giving us too it. many reasons to stop playing this game. It's like I go on, 
the official Reddit, which was typically very, very defensive of Overwatch and all their balanced faux pas and all this stuff, they're just on fire ripping this game now. Oh, I'll have like, to check it out. I haven't been on there, but yeah, I bet. <laughs> they've turned on it like they're all over it. And I, and I, I love to see it because fuck yeah, them. Well, like, yeah, that's they need to. Yeah. Because really, that's that's it's not, yes, it's free to play, but people loved unlocking this stuff, the skins yep. that they flaunt. It's, and now, well, I mean, the biggest problem is, though, Eric, they're locking characters behind. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, some people do this, some games do this right. I think Apex has done a good job. Uh, I think again, like Fortnite is the it's the base standard of how you can do a good battle pass, and games like Warzone have picked up on that perfectly. Um, and it's like, what's where's what's your excuse if if Fortnite and Warzone and and all and these other games can do this very well? What's your excuse coming in this late in the game and screwing it up this badly? The model's no there, and yeah, it's you easy. Just, just do the most basic one. Like, seriously, if all they had come in with was like, we have just copied the original Fortnite Battle Pass to the T. <laughs> they would and have made tons of money. To, you have to justify <laughs> your your pricing structure. And yep. coming out the gates like this, so it just looks like a corporate repackage. Yeah, Everyone already yep. thought that's oh, yeah. what this yeah. Overwatch it 2 secret the, was. The look is bad. Everyone thought that's what it was. And now they prove that's exactly what it was. Yep. With this. And you know what? I'm not in. Like as yep. much as I want to yep. play, I'm, disappointing. Not in. I'm not doing it's it. It's very disappointing. And they fucked up my Doomfist, so they can <laughs> suck my ass. Like I never liked He's Doomfist. objectively the worst character in the game now. <laughs> wow. He's an ab- an abhorrent tank. Huh. Like everything yeah. that was awesome about the character to play is gone. He there's no cool tech. Mm. Everything about it is clunky. Now he's just called Clunkfist. Clunkfist, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, can we take a two minute intermission? We can. Cool. I need to check on something. And we are back. I guess we can close out on the Overwatch 2 thing, man. Like, well, was... yeah, I, w- I was just thinking about that. Like, as we say, no excuses. Like, Halo Infinite and Overwatch 2, there are so many unforced errors. And when a company like Activision, for all their flaws, can literally release a new Call of Duty every single year, sell like gangbusters and provide their fan base with pretty much exactly what they want every single time. Like granted, there's going to be the stinker years like Vanguard was pretty much not that great, but like every year Call of Duty comes out with a multiplayer mode that has a you know multi, uh, multiplayer that has a bunch of different modes, a bunch of different maps, tons and tons and tons of content, and they release it like clockwork and it all just works. What is it what is a game like Halo? which hasn't come out, you know, there hasn't been a new one for years. Or Overwatch 2, where, you know, it was years ago that Overwatch came out. Why can't these games, why can't these studios release something where there's enough content, where it's streamlined and easy to to to, 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 to operate like a games as service, if that's what they're trying to make it? Why is it so, 
screwed up that it's all you know that the launch is almost unplayable and that that all the little systems don't you know like halo i gave up almost as fast as i gave up overwatch 2 it just wasn't it wasn't working for me like (laughs) i mean overwatch 2 i can't give you anything for i mean it's just it's no excuse right but the halo thing it's clear they they wanted it out for launch window yeah. for the new console when it was not even remotely close to being ready it needed at least another year and i don't care how xbox fans and 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 want to spin that that game is you can enjoy it but it's pretty much doa like i it, they they fucked it up so bad mm-hmm. and like for a game that des like halo to me i i know they it, it's treated with the cachet of this massive thing it's kind of a dead ip at this point to me like the last three games have been not good at all what is that halo infinite halo 5 halo 4 yeah like four i liked four four was okay i i i genuinely enjoyed four and i thought they did some really cool stuff with the relationship between master uh master chief and um cortana Mm mm-hmm Halo but 5 of pissed me off endlessly. Was where it started, no. Yeah, was oh where yeah. It well, I mean it was definitely I think I also gave it a little bit of leeway because that was in 3 uh 343 to over. So it's Bungie like Pound. first attempt at Halo, they did a pretty good job. Um but, but man, Halo 5. That, oh god. Is it safe to say that 343 now you could just say they're not up to the task? I I I, I will go further than the, that. I will absolutely the resources say they're, they're, at their they're expense. There. They're Go not ahead, up sorry. to the task, but but the people calling the 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 broader shots because the Halo TV series was so bad. Mm-hmm. I I well I only got through I think three episodes before I gave up because I was so pissed off about that. And that's you know I mean it's just the vision for Halo has just crumbled. Like what mm-hmm. is what are they trying to do? No, I what is it? I'm out. I'm out. It's. There's that scene in the Halo TV show where he, well, first of all, he's constantly not in his helmet, which is stupid. But there's a scene where he literally puts on his helmet and then drives, and when he gets out of his car, he takes it off again. Takes off it the was helmet. like 17 seconds of helmet. Yeah. And it's like, guys, what are you thinking? Like, you do realize that one of the cool things about Master Chief is the fucking helmet like he's and, yeah. in his armor and his helmet all the time he doesn't talk a lot he's the str- like this is the character it, maybe he's not the character you want in your tv show but that's the character so maybe if you don't want to do that maybe make a different tv show for sure like to me i, I, I just I, halo to me is done i, I it's really I, sad, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it was so great for so long. It's not a franchise I need to pay attention to. And I know it's continually propped up as this pillar franchise, but it isn't anymore. It's just isn't not. It, I mean, I remember the first time I played the very original Halo. And that is one of the key moments in my gaming like experience. It was it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, the you, first. It was, it was like the first time I played Doom. First time I played Doom, and then my uncle was like, "This was before the internet, but not entirely." So my uncle was like this big computer science geek, and he's like, "Check it out!" And somehow, before I even knew what the internet was, he had hooked up 
this multiplayer in Doom with his buddy, and suddenly there was another like character in Doom, and I was like, and he's like, "This is my friend playing," and I was like, "What are you talking about? How does that even work? What it's sorcery so is this?" And it was so cool. Now, that was it was so. Oh huge. yeah, now it was so crazy. Like these weird like ways that people would figure out how to like network in a game like Doom. But it's the same thing, like, when I first played Halo Combat Evolved and, like, I just sat down and I pretty much played through the whole campaign in, like, one or two sittings. It was, like, a weekend and I was just, I was just, like, yeah. the the concept of the Halo itself, just the, you know, the flying the vehicles and, like, just everything. I just loved it. I thought it was so cool. And um, But to see what they've done with Halo oh, Infinite now, you know, you it's can... sad, yeah. I mean, I know everyone loves Phil Spencer, but I mean, we, I don't really want to get on the topic of the Xbox thing. We would probably do that next episode. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, like, yeah, there's to lots close to say. 2022, I'd like to do like the state of the union of all the major, <laughs> you know, outlets. I guess we kind of so did like Atari. No, and... <laughs> <laughs> but like I got, uh, you know, Xbox at this point, this was the year to show and not tell, and they did no showing. I feel like, and I still believe this, because I think the Xbox Series X is a better console than the PlayStation 5. I think that their business model overall is is less prone to ups and downs because Game Pass is very, is very solid. But I think they really need to show something for all these acquisitions. Like, they've bought all these studios, and they've got all this stuff, in the, but very little has come out of that, you know? And this uh, is only even with Bethesda, her. you know, Bethesda, ironically, from from Microsoft, their very first game after the acquisition was Deathloop, which was a PlayStation, from, which was a PlayStation exclusive, which is so it's kind of hilarious. Right. Um, clearly, all of these investments, prop, I mean, they will pay off, but we're not seeing that, you know, Starfield remains this like distant thing that doesn't even look that good as far as i'm concerned i, I agree uh, with you. and that's just uh, my point like this is my point eric like we you know it's it and everyone is talking because listen whenever you have a, a company that people love in video games or whatever that's seemingly the underdog you get tired of kicking them and then the only thing for them to do is go up yeah. and last generation for xbox was awful and everyone just keeps talking about the potential and they rode this wave of game pass which started off great and now it's not so great but when you get right down to it that's the only thing now and when that's your only thing it well, sucks i will and say this i recommend to people to buy an xbox not a playstation still uh my friends for for numerous reasons xbox all access is a great way to purchase a console if you don't have a lot of money like you you can get financed at zero percent with Game Pass. <laughs> and, Sounds and like that's, you get the mortgage. <laughs> no, I know, but actually, like when when like for a lot of my friends and like my brother and stuff who don't have like a few hundred dollars just lying around, this has been a really good way for them to get into the next gen. Sure, like, and I'm talking like many different people where it's like I don't have five hundred dollars to drop and then also buy a bunch of games, but I could do this plan where it's you know 30 bucks a month like that's a smart business move on on xbox's part like, yeah i really think it is and um for most of my friends at least like 
for I'm much more a PlayStation guy in that I do love their exclusives a lot. Like we talked about God of War recently, and I can't wait. Do you know what? Paul Tassi got a, a review code for that. Oh wow! Even though we've been blacklisted for years, he got a review code. So have you been so, talking to him about it? He, I mean, he said his article was uh, more. It was like more of the same good thing, basically. Like, sounds like it's gonna be a lot like the last game, but that's not a bad thing necessarily. Like, yeah, a continuation. And if you're of, interested in our conversation, more or less, my point about the sequel that's in the previous episode yeah which is only available to our patreon (laughs) no one's paying for this when we get to a point though that's what we should do we should have like outtakes and like shitty episodes that are only available to the hardcore fans like our piss break (laughs) i mean that that's got to be exciting content yeah 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 all right hey patreon Um, (laughs) watch me check out my daughter yeah i will be right back then you yeah. just hear like yelling in the background and like, <laughs> are you good? No, dad. Why did you leave me here? <laughs> yeah. I can't do anything on my own. <laughs> yeah, just wrapped in like a stool. Yeah. Anyway, God yeah. of War, Ragnarok. God of, but... Okay. Yeah. So these are, these are topics for, for the next, uh, the next episode. For sure. But, we'll, we'll get into um, the state of the union with the what, Xbox. Let's wrap up the Xbox thing. We, yeah. And then we'll move. Okay. Well, we'll just, we'll not wrap it up, but we'll, we'll set the T. Uh, yeah. Xbox, I think there's a lot to unpack with Xbox in that I think they have overpromised and underdelivered, but the delivery could still could still be pretty awesome. They they do have a lot of acquisitions under their belt. They do have uh, some yeah, really cool stuff like coming up, and if they, I think that I think for Xbox also there was a lot of catch up and a lot of recovery from you know from the early xbox one days which were such a clusterfuck i mean look at the xbox series x like that console is it's super straightforward it does the job games look great it's a great it's just it's like it's no frills but it's just a perfect console right okay let's let's cut it there i will just I'll set the stage there with with me. I will be playing juxtaposition in this conversation when we opposite have it. And I only say this because, again, it's a show to tell time. We keep talking about this unrealized potential that gets past year. I mean, I've been hearing about the same shit for three, four years. Right. It's been a while. Yep. And you're right. They probably only have to land about half of these games. But what I've seen, these ten pool games, like Redfall, I don't think it looks great. No, that doesn't. I don't not think look great. Starfield looks all that great at all. Never rely on um, Bethesda for great. And to me, like listen, their business model I respect. And like you said, they are definitely the more consumer friendly entry point. Uh, and I guess I, I I'm more of a I look at video game as a traditional thing where I like to pay for my video games. That's what I do. Like Games Pass will never be a primary thing to me, but it doesn't have to be. That's sure. that options are what they have going for it. But I also look at it that is a strictly business that only Microsoft could do. Sure. No one Absolutely. else could do it because no one else could fucking afford it. And I don't care what they say, they are losing money hand over fist on Game Pass and they just don't give a shit. Totally. But anyway, we'll get to totally. that. Totally. You know, another I great like- thing about Xbox is Xbox Game Chat is is so good. Like, is it? 
it really is like when we play um uh, you know half my group is on xbox and the rest of us are on pc but you can all use game chat mm -hmm, xbox mm -hmm. game chat so it, it's very convenient and i know there's like discord and stuff but discord hasn't been like hasn't been on consoles until very recently now you can start doing playstation discord. owns do playstation own discord i don't know but they haven't had like nobody talks about being on playstation game because chat. it isn't there yet right they, i mean like it's it's obnoxious when like so so if like my daughter is always playing on playstation and when she's in our group it's like we can't do xbox game chat anymore and it's a real pain in the ass so there are these things like convenience to consumers that i think do matter but it's not as it's not as sexy or as flashy as saying like, well, the new God of War is about to come out, or the new, uh, you know, the yeah, PlayStation whatever. acquired a, a significant stake in Discord. Ah. Uh, it's available on PS4, but it's not on the PS5 yet. And it's funny because it, it's on Xbox, right? So yeah, it is. On Xbox. Yeah, that but is anyway, ironic. We'll get to that. We'll I get do to love ending that. on irony. We uh, we've been. <laughs> Somewhat negative, which I don't mind, but I guess we get to the harmless aspect of finally talking about some of the stuff we've actually been playing. I mean, yeah. I'll go first. I've only really been playing, other than dabbling with my Steam Deck, I've been, I'm almost at the end of Valkyrie Elysium. Um, okay, I've not played that. I don't know if people are out there familiar, but Valkyrie Profile was a relatively niche, but as far as I'm concerned, Valkyrie Profile 1 and 2 Two is called Silmaria. The first one was re-released on the PSP as Valkyrie Profile Leneth. I think they're like borderline masterpiece level games. I think hmm. they're incredible. So when I first heard about Elysium, this third game, I was in. But I'll tell you, it's it's a game that is like, it's a budget title through and through. Um, they changed everything that I loved about it and i'm listen i'm open to, to new stuff but it's like a, a late ps1 ps2 style game that is these mission based things that are kind of empty and i just i kind of don't understand why they made this game hmm. uh i'm almost at the end i can't wait for it to be done like the combat's okay um but it's like it's an action-based combat system that the the games never really were I mean, the games, frankly, weren't that at all. Hmm. It's just not a, it's not a great game. It's it's not. I, I It sucks that this may be the last we ever see of this franchise because I can't imagine this sold well. And it's just not all that great. But the only good thing I'm happy about is that this gave us a port or a remaster of the first game that came with Deluxe Edition. I don't know if it's going to be available to be purchased outside of this. But that was supposed to come when the game was launched. They pushed it back to December. Um, I can't wait for that. As far as I'm concerned, that's worth the money. So I just, man, I, I, I wanted to love this game, but I, I I think deep down I knew I wasn't going to. Because hmm. it's not, it's not, yeah. it's not the same as the first two games. It's not. Well, it's kind of like, well, I guess not quite the same, but like playing Final Fantasy Fantasy VII, uh, the remake, where the combat is so different. That that alone is is jarring to me, you know. Like turn based becomes action. I mean, that's I mean, still a good was, remake, but I was open. I, the difference is is that Final Fantasy VII remake is like has this massive budget behind it. Yeah, so a, yeah, it's a great looking game, and it, you know, I I can even if you didn't absolutely love the combat in the remake, which I did, and I was open to loving it in 
the Valkyrie Elysium as well. And I will say, like, it's it's still a good combat system, but like, it, it's got budget written all over it from the enemy choices, yeah. the level designs, the way they. It's just if you ever do play it, you'd know what I was talking about. Chances yeah. are you're not going to play it. So, what about I mean, you? I, as as fun as playing a game that you don't like sounds. <laughs> Honestly, one thing you learn about me is like I. I have this weird completionist thing about me and it's like, <laughs> I, I have to see this thing through. I, I, uh, I am so different. I'm completionist in that, like if I'm playing an open world game, like a far cry or something, I have a really hard time not finishing all the little things. And I hate the it. Marks and the all the little, yeah. I'm like, what's that over there? I should go to, and it's even though I know <laughs> I don't really, it won't matter. It's hard for me not to, but if I pick up a game and I'm just like, wow, I don't like this. Like I will put it down so fast. Because I know it's just, it, there's too many games out there. I got eight more in the queue just waiting to go, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so what have I played? Uh, I guess most recently I've I played the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign. They released that um, a little over a week early for the first time ever, which was really interesting. Um, usually, you know, people don't play the campaign. No. Most people don't play the campaign. They just dive right into multiplayer. But this year they're like... I'm one of like, the weirdos that do. I do too. I've always loved the Call of Duty campaign. Um, you know, no for campaign all its... I really loved in Call of Duty. It's it's the last one I played, by the way. Infinite. Okay. Infinite, Infinite was a good campaign. Yeah, I thought it was great. It had John Snow in it at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. It like was it was tragic. Robot, sorry yeah. about spoilers, but when they shoot the robot or you go out into space, yeah, I think you die at the end. Is that true? You do. Yeah, the yeah. main character dies. Yeah, he sacrifices the himself. Great. It was really good. Yeah. Um, and 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 honestly, I think a lot of the campaigns are are really pretty good. Actually, there's some there's some bad ones. Like Vanguard was pretty bad, but uh, of the last, you know, I have played all. I mean, I think I've played every Call of Duty campaign, um, and and for the most part, I really enjoy them. Sometimes I don't I don't like something, but like Black Ops Cold War was before Vanguard, and that that had a crazy weird trippy ending with all these weird like psychological things going on and. Uh, so, but Modern Warfare 2, which comes out in two days, but the campaign they released a week early. And I thought that was a genius move because people who are normally just jumping into multiplayer might be playing the campaign instead. Mm -hmm. And they, they just want you can, Call of Duty fix and they'll take it anyway. Yeah, they can get and, it. and they also offered up every mission you complete is a different multiplayer reward. So XP Smart. tokens, Smart. you know, like cosmetic stuffs, operator skins. Uh, you you finish the whole campaign, you get a weapon blueprint. Uh, I that's clever. I think it's clever, and it's cool that they're trying to encourage people to play the single player campaign because a lot of work went into it. Obviously, it's it's graphically extraordinary, and you know it's just your typical Call of Duty campaign. You know, military operatives chasing down terrorists and stuff. There's been some some weird controversy that I wrote a little bit about with. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, there's this mission where you're you're actually Mexican special forces who cross the border into Texas, chasing down a terrorist that's being smuggled by cartel. And at a certain point, there's some civilians in Texas who like come outside and they're yelling at you, and you have to point your gun at them to get them to calm down. And so that's what's upset all the the game journalists this time. Um, they're like, "There's a terrible way to de-escalate de a situation." It's like, "Well, what what would you do?" Yeah, what would you do in that situation? But anyways, I, I, time is of I, the essence. Yeah, please don't hit me with your bat. Yeah, you don't have um, time to stay stir, calm down. Yeah, yeah, you're chasing a terrorist, and like, 
a bunch of heavily armed cartel dudes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, this game had the most of any game I've played in a while, the most Spanish language spoken. There's a ton of Spanish in this game. You're in Mexico. There's Mex- a, a lot of prime primary characters are Mexican and they speak a lot of Spanish in it. I thought that was really cool. I also thought it was really interesting that you're, you're our Mexican troops in the United States yeah. rather than United you States troops it, right? in Mexico. Yeah. And no one mentions that. And I'm like, guys, you do see that they're doing something not to over like use this word, but subversive here. You know? Yeah, yeah. But they won't get credit for that. It's, it's they won't more get credit for that. No. What can we get mad about? What can we be exactly. outraged about? Yeah. Well, and then there was like they showed the Amsterdam level, and they're like, "Oh, it's, everyone's." At first, everyone's like, "It's so beautiful. It looks just like Amsterdam." And then people are like, "Yes, but all you do is shoot people." It's like it's a fucking shooter, guys. Fucking like Call of Duty, the, man. Like the what? Fuck do you expect, bro? God just play. Damn. Just go play something else. I don't know. Play Inscription <laughs> or something. Yeah, go play like. like there's a lot of good games where you don't shoot people. Uh, Spirit Fair, that was a cool one I've played recently that, that you don't That's shoot a good anybody game. in. That's a cool game, yeah. Like it's it's beautiful and it's it's emotional and you don't shoot anybody. But uh so yeah, anyways, uh I finished that and that was a fun campaign. I thought they did I honestly thought they did a bang up job with it. Great voice actors, f- the facial animation stuff, just the the realism of it is extraordinary. Um, you know, I, and I, I play it. Yeah, play play it. It Honestly, I am just glad they're still even ma- in this cynical era. I am still, I am sort of amazed that they even bother anymore. And and so I support the campaign fully because like it's a single player game that's not open world. It's eight hours long. It's highly produced. It's fun. Every mission is different, you know. And yeah, it's a little scripted. And yeah, it's a little uh, uh, narrow. It's you know. It's unique in today's gaming I want, space. Like, but like, what am I playing? Like, I remember when Battlefield Four came out, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was shitting on the campaign. I liked the campaign. I loved it. You know, yeah. what am I playing this for? I want to see things explode pretty yeah. and blow up pretty and big scripted, awesome set piece moments. Like, I'm not in it for this in-depth storytelling if that so happens even yeah. if it's corny i don't give a shit like whatever i was, I was actually at gdc when I they you, um, first yeah like they, i'm in it for that yeah exactly it's it's whatever it's you you have to have your expectations in check right but i uh when i was at gdc the year that they first showed off battlefield 4 gameplay they did it in a movie theater and so i was in this movie theater and they showed off this awesome scene from the campaign Revolution. Uh, it, it was like on a big ass screen and it was just so cool. Um, but I love that. Yeah. I love, you know, even if it's a five hour campaign, like I think that one and was that's about all, five that's hours. That's all I kind of want. Yeah. It's kind of nice sometimes, right? Where it's not like, oh, I'm not going to be in here for 60 hours or 80 hours or whatever. Like I'm going to play this in two or three days, start to finish. I'm going to get a full story. I'm going to yeah. play these missions. And yeah, like, and then I'm going to go to multiplayer. That's fine. I like that. Yeah, that's what I want out of it. I want fun. I want big booms, and I want yeah. it to be pretty. Yeah. And it's a military shooter. Get and honestly, I think you'll enjoy uh, Modern Warfare 2's campaign because they actually, I feel like they took the character development further than usual. Like you pretty much mostly play as two different characters. You play as Soap and Gaz, and there's some actually like fun banter and dialogue that goes on and. Um, I, I just thought it was a really well-made campaign, so no. Nah. Very nice. Yeah. Anything else? 
I mean, mostly I was playing Overwatch before that. Yeah. And um, and then, like I said, like I, I played a little bit. I dipped into a little Elden Ring on the and a little bit of the uh, Curse of the Moon on the um, Steam Deck. But yeah, that's about it in the last couple of weeks. Because, um, yeah, I was also really busy with some of these TV shows like uh, Rings of Power, House of the Dragon, and kind of focusing on that stuff, which... Yeah, I still got to watch the final House of the Dragon episode, uh, episode 10. Um, that was great. Yeah, I... I... I uh... I, I sort of know one of the big moments. Um, yeah. Only from the book. I didn't. It's funny. Like I read some of the book, but not far. But then I there's this lore channel that was giving oh. backgrounds to the families and stuff. And then it, it sort of spoiled this moment, but way before mm. episode ten. But I kind of knew it was going to happen anyway. Which honestly, whatever. It doesn't yeah. bother me anyway. But I mean, like Game of Thrones, me. everything was spoiled before. Well, for the most part, was spoiled before most I ever part. saw any of it. So like, yeah. And it's still, you still watch it and you're like, oh God, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I, even I, though you know it's coming, you're like, ah. I jumped into <laughs> your uh, your realm. I, I, I started watching Rings of Power, the first episode. Uh, that's all as far as I got. I mean, yeah, it's really, and like you, I know you said it starts off strong and then it just falls apart and I'm fully prepared for it. I'll watch it. But yeah. I, there's, I can already sort of see, yeah. you know, some, I can see it. Well, the problem with that is like, I think I was going in with low expectations and then like the setup seemed like, okay, this could be really, this could be really good. And then they just never went any of the directions I thought they were going to go with it. It was like everything that they set up in the beginning, I I thought was pretty much tossed out. Um, So I think if I went back and rewatched the first couple episodes, I would see all the problems with them now. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we could talk about it a bit when I finish it. I just, yeah, yeah. We should, I guess I, sure. it's funny because usually things like that, like a show like that to me, I would have been immensely hyped for mm-hmm. six, seven years ago. And now I just sort of, and I'm not yeah. even on social media. So it wasn't that, it wasn't the damper of that. It wasn't about any of that stuff. I just, I think I just sort of looked at it and some of the stuff and I just, I just kind of wasn't yeah. into it. And I, I think I think for the most part, it was more so the feeling of I wasn't really sure why this show existed beyond we need more of this universe. Right. And we want to make a lot of money off of it. Like, but The Tolkien whatever. extended universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Tolkien um, cinematic universe. Yeah. Oh, God. It, there's a couple. I mean, as we as we, you know, tidy up here and, and finish up, there are a couple small things that broke. Um, I don't did you. What's your feelings on Silent Hill? Well, my feelings on Silent Hill is when I first played Silent Hill 2 many years ago, it creeped me the fuck out. I was creeped out and disturbed. And it was a new experience of video gaming for me. And I guess now it feels tainted by not just, just everything that's come to pass, but also just like... Again, it's it's like coming to a to a, a gaming space where where the uniqueness of it is kind of like they'd have to do something pretty extraordinary to make it as unique as Silent Hill was back in the day. Mm-hmm. There's just so much more stuff. There's so there's tons of horror games now. There's tons of scary, weird ass games now. Especially We've played Silent the, Hill. The resurgence you know? is here. Yeah, like it's just so. I want to believe. I'm like 
I'm like Fox Mulder. I want to believe, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like I think the the remake of two is very cool. Um, we already know it's a great game. It'll right. still be it's a great game. game. But the other initiatives seem sour since the cancellation of Silent Hills. Yeah, um, which is the whole PT thing. thing, and yeah, the PT, all the ugliness around the, I still have uh, the Kojima stuff. My, I still have that teaser on my PS4. I, I, I never I do too. Yeah, that was a creepy ass game. That was unique. That was cool. Very. And you know, it's even cooler it. when you read about it later. That ghost follows you the whole time. They it never stops. You just only see it sometimes. In oh, fact, man. the whole time you're playing it, it's right behind you. You just so don't. That's the way it's it's loaded on a development. Yeah, it's right there. It's you. just coming. Yeah, all the time. It's oh, weird man. shit like that. Like that game is fucking crazy. I could <laughs> that, but, like it was that too demo. freaky for me. I read about it. <laughs> it like, was I, good. I'm telling you, like, uh, like I'm a big guy, but I'm telling you, when it comes to horror stuff, like I, I'm <laughs> kind of a massive pussy. Yeah, that's good. I, that means you enjoy it more than most people. Yeah, like, like being when scared I of it. Jump in, yeah. It, it but it also means it's never one of my first choices. And it's funny yeah. because I grew up, we can segue into the other, which is Resident Evil. And I grew up a massive Resident Evil fan. But it's like Resident Evil 7 and 8 have, like, I haven't even played 8. Um, Weirdly, like, I really enjoyed 7, but 8 I just kind of couldn't get into. Hmm, really? Even though they're like continuations of one. In the, 7, I, I just, I burned through that game. Uh, eight. I got into it and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Is it the perspective? That's the same perspective. No, that's what I mean. Like, were you tired of it? Because I'll tell you, I always thought of Resident Evil as a third person game. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, me too. I would say, and I loved going back to Resident Evil Two remake. That was super fun. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe it was just my state of mind. Seven. I really enjoyed it. Um. I get maybe I was just in the mood for that weird, creepy, like hillbilly horror shit that they're doing. And eight was like, I don't know, you get attacked by all these like werewolf things right away, and just didn't have that same kind of like creepy, gross mystery to it. Like, yeah, it was cool. I don't know, maybe I just need to try it again. You weren't in for the big lady, the big lady was fine, I guess. Everyone was acting like she was so. Yeah, it was fine. I, I don't Fresh know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But it's they are adding third-person perspective to 8. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, you didn't see that? Because they had I that showcase, no. right? I didn't watch the showcase. Oh, okay. And then I, I, I just read about Res- it a little bit. Did you see the Resident Evil 4 trailer yeah. remake? Yep. Mm-hmm. What, what's your feelings on Resident Evil 4? As, I mean, to me, I, I think a lot of people think of it as the best. Resident Evil. I mean, it certainly yeah. is. I preferred two, though. I mean, I, I I think I I think I was more of a two guy. Also, I I don't think I I think it was just timing. I think when yeah. four came out, I wasn't I just wasn't as doing as many games, and so that one never really stuck with me as much. Um, but I but in a way that makes me kind of more excited for the remake because I'm excited to kind of get into something that I didn't really get into the first time around. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just. I, I guess I'm glad that there's so much. There is quite a bit of good Resident Evil content right now, which is cool. Yeah, Capcom is firing on all sitters. Sit, yeah, they sitters. seem to really be going. Yeah. 
And vi- yeah. vice versa, like this is going to be an all Japanese finale here. Konami too. I mean, even as they dip their toes back in, listen, gaming's better with Konami in it. I totally. don't care how they left, but I mean, so many great games back in the mm-hmm. day from Konami to me. I mean, at one point, I could honestly say, other than Square, they were probably my favorite company hmm. uh, making games, especially in the PS1, PS2 era. Um, and then it well, just sort of yeah. all fell apart. Fucking Metal Gear. Metal Gear Zone. Metal Gear Solid 2. Like, yeah, there was a lot of good shit, man. Like, I even loved, like, Vandal Hearts, which was this tactical strategy RPG. There was a... (laughs) Vandal Hearts 1, especially. But it's like... It was such a good game. I played the shit out of it on the PlayStation 1. But they... And and Konami used to have these niche titles that they had, other than their their tentpole ones. And and in the blink of an eye, they just phased themselves out, and then it was all gone. But it looks like they want back in, and that's great. I'm cool with it. Absolutely. Um, and then you can But the last thing was, what about... Okay, before I even go, are you a Final Fantasy guy at all? So, very limited. Final Tread Fantasy... Final Fantasy 3 is one of my favorite games. So, 6. Like 3, specifically 3, when it was 3, before they made it into yeah. 6. Okay, yes. yeah. I played that game all the time. I played so much of that game. It was a big part of being young. Uh, but then, eh, I just never really stayed stayed into the series that much, you know? Because you're obviously uh, still, you like your RPGs because you're into I do. Persona. Yep, and I like Japanese. My brother was huge into Final Fantasy VII. So I played some of that when I was younger because he played that. And, and I like, uh, well, I like a lot of, um, you know, I like the, uh, uh, shit, the Nintendo Japanese strategy game. Hmm? Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I liked, uh, so, so yes, I, I like Final Fantasy, but you know what? I honestly, the last few games that have come out, I've kind of dabbled in, but I've never gotten really like Final Fantasy 15. I, I dabbled with it for a while, and then I was just kind of bored. And no, I, I played. Um, I played fourteen for actually. I'm not even an MMO guy, but I did play solid for a few months of, of fourteen, uh, and I thought they did a, a pretty damn good job with that as far as MMOs go. Uh, and I played. Oh, I mean, I probably played like for six months or so. I didn't get very far. Like, did you um, get into like the the first expansion, Heaven's Ward, at all? I don't think so. Okay. I think it was just really yeah. just just that's the early really days. where that's really where the MMO uh, picks up. Yeah, the I'm writing. not an MMO guy. I just Neither. I thought that it was a pretty fun game, even without being an MMO guy. So, and that's you know. the thing. Like, it actually is a very single play. It's the most single player MMO that I think has ever existed. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean like. that one. My favorite MMOs are probably like that one and like Guild Wars, and um, oh god. Well, I played some WoW. Well, anyways, that's off track. But um, yeah, I'm always kind of like, I want to like Final Fantasy more than I end up liking it. But I, I did think the remake of Seven was pretty fun, and I did play. I didn't. I didn't finish it, but I did play. I don't know, maybe eight hours of that, and I, I enjoyed mm. it. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm bad at finishing a lot of games because it's like I'll play. You know, so like some games. Some games I'll play for a hundred hours, like Elden Ring, and some games it's like. 
six or seven or eight hours into it, I'm kind of I'm kind of done. Yeah, and I'm moving on to the next thing. See, like, I wish I would like you in this respect. I wish I could <laughs> just be. I've got what I what I needed, and yeah. I'm I'm good now. No, I, I'm I'm not like that. And I don't yeah, know, I guess yeah. Well, I mean, I get obsessive too. Like like XCOM when that came out, um, I was just totally hooked. I could not stop playing it until I was done. But a lot of games, it's not like that. I just I, I get to a certain point and I'm like, okay. Guess I'm just, I, like I'm not invested enough. So Final Fantasy to me, it's like my Graceland. I love yeah, it. It's nice. my favorite franchise. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it immensely. Yeah. Like there's this the remix to the Final Fantasy Nine Crystal theme. Walk me out to my wedding for Christ's sake. Wow, I'm, that is obsessed. I'm fucking That's gone, good. man. That's cool. I'm gone. <laughs> the music's great. Like, I love the music. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic, it's phenomenal. But I will admit, it's been tough sledding. Uh, in recent years, like Capcom and a lot of Japanese other companies, they struggled with the the move to the HD era. Mm-hmm. Um, totally, they didn't. They underestimated the change. They messed things up. And I mean, to be honest, you go back all the way to, I guess, twelve. I mean, it's Final Fantasy for over a decade now has been in 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 a rough rough shape. Like. 12 had a lot of development problems, but it was still a really good game. 13 was a disaster. But I'm one of the weird ones that I, I think 13-2 is absolutely awesome. <laughs> and it's like it, it's like Final Fantasy's Chrono Trigger in a way. Not in like the character-wise, but it does the time-traveling thing, and it, it does extremely, extremely well. And even the, the third game, which was a complete departure, I reviewed it, uh, Lightning Returns. And I thought it was actually like a really brave game for the time when everyone was out for Final Fantasy with pitchforks. They kind of didn't give a shit and they made like this action-based Final Fantasy Majora's Mask take with this time period. And it obviously the budget had been slashed by that point, but it was still really cool. And it gave the combat system that they implemented was awesome. Uh, I would love a remaster of that trilogy, by the way. Give me that. I'll buy that. You might get that. I mean, 14, um, 14's been the best Final Fantasy, even though it's an MMO, has been for quite a long time, Mm -hmm. um, which makes me so excited for the Final Fantasy 16, which I'm leading up here, here, because the people behind 14 are the people leading up 16, which people have been clamming for for a long time, dating back to 15. does look good. Well, yeah. Which... 15 was versus 13 which became 15 and tabata who is no longer with square helm that and it's like he took everything that everyone was super hyped about versus 13 and 15 and you see that initial trailer where versus 13 becomes 15 and everything in that trailer doesn't even make it into the final game nothing <laughs> literally nothing they cut it entire characters and set pieces and uh. All this, the tone, every even the tonal shift was gone. Yeah. Saying that, I played 15, I platinumed it on the PlayStation, but it is a narrative mess with plot holes you could drive a truck through from beginning or just all that the way car. to the yeah, end. They're always in that car. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I, that game, it didn't need to be open world. The more I, the further I get from 15, the more I actually hate it. It um, didn't need to be open world. Could be applied to so many games, <laughs> it, it, for sure. But it's like it doesn't even see the open world vision the whole way yeah, through. There. It just no, it stops, 
and then they rush through the end and yep. it's like it doesn't even make any sense and anyway i could go on and on about this but this isn't what this is about <laughs> anyway next next in, in next time yeah. we'll just start with final fantasy and work our way but back Naoki Yoshida <laughs> and the whole crew behind 14 and yeah so cool. is the guy who does the music which in 14's music is fucking incredible like it is the, it's very good like the elite of elite and this most recent trailer i think they've done an awesome job with the trailer releases um so far to build this up and this most recent one called they give titles to these these trailers mm -hmm. which is kind of cool it's called ambition it sets the the narrative stage for these kingdoms but like the, these action moments that they they sputter through it did you see the trailer eric i did i did see it yeah it's yeah like you're fighting the fucking summons cool. and then there's summons versus summons battle and i'm like oh man i'm just all in for this game like hook <laughs> line and thinker it's 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 game of the year 2023 do they, already do they have a release date yet or is it just still a release window just summer 2023 20 okay summer thank god almighty give me summer yeah, games I'm, man that's a great give me those game. summer games if only they'd release titanfall 2 in june We'd have a whole different no, world I, right now. <laughs> we'll talk about more Final Fantasy as we go, but yeah, that's let's the one do it thing. for sure. That's I'm excited. the franchise yeah. for me. That, oh, cool. uh, yeah, gets my gears it's, going. It's your dark. It's it's your version of my Dark Souls, for sure. <laughs> I think that cool. is. I mean, yeah, we'll wrap it up here. That that was a great first episode. Yeah, it was um, fun. We far wide ranging. It was. Yeah, you know, it's good. We beat up on the games media, which is always a blast. Always We're really good, good at it too. There are pinata. We better we better bring in an Antifa Games Media member to level off the conversation. Uh, they just want the Antifa. They just want to fight. They're just like the Proud Boys. They just want to fight. And I want to fight people. And they're malnourished. They're malnourished. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that was fun. But though. yeah, you know what we're playing. But we'll iron out this into segments. We're learning as we go. But it is a lot of fun. And this is totally game night with eric kane and jason rose eric where can everybody find you uh on the internet generally um it just google me uh i'm on twitter and facebook and and all those places i've got a youtube channel that's that's super fun you should definitely subscribe to me uh, but just yeah just google me what is your youtube channel uh it's just uh what's it about or what's the address? no no what's the, what's the handle uh it's eric it's eric kane oh eric kane. so yeah it's just like youtube slash I think if you just do YouTube slash Eric K and it should show up. Yeah. E-R-I-K-K-A-I-N. Uh, Eric with a K, the way God intended it. Like the <laughs> Kane Highwind, the famous but, dragoon from Final Fantasy 2, a.k.a. Final <laughs> Fantasy 4. And we have come full circle. There we go. <laughs> Me, I dabble on, I'm back on the Twitter's The Rose Company. I also do another podcast called the rose experience where I interview people but if you google the rose experience you'll find this r&b artist first and foremost i am not him he's a <laughs> black man um i used to play basketball similar to a black man but no longer uh, <laughs> but yeah and then we do this because this is awesome and it's a lot yeah, of fun this is fun for sure thanks eric cool man thank you have a great night everybody peace